This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, flamethrowers. Shireen here, and this is the hot take that you have eagerly been waiting for. Waiting for since the finals of the women's worlds for ice hockey. With me, I have the amazing Meredith Foster. Meredith is an accidental sports fan and a very intentional Nordic women's hockey writer residing in Indiana. In addition to sports, she's public. She's a published fiction author, writing web content by day and whenever she feels like it by night. She lives with a plush dragon collection and a rescued cat called Russet. She tweets her observations on life, the universe, and everything on Twitter at Foster Rice. Um, she loves grocery store rice pudding from Finland or Barcelona, which I absolutely must try. And I'm so very good. It's so good. I'm very excited to have her to talk about the final between the USA and the Finnish women's national team. Hello, Meredith. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Okay, so let's start with the most professional way we can. What the fuck? That's (laughs) honestly, that's the question on minds all over the world. It's been four, five, four days. Yeah, it's been four days now. And I don't think anyone other than whoever wrote the IHF statement, really has any idea what the shit just happened at that game. So just for our listeners who weren't watching the Women's World's final match, sorry, game between the USA and Finland, basically what happened was in overtime, Finland scored and the goal Mm -hmm. was taken away. Yes. And... We're all trying, and when I say we, I'm including people like Haley Wickenheiser and Julie Chu, who are also mm. tweeting and watching and going, what happened there? So um, I have I've found out, thank you to Courtney Sito, who's also a friend of the show. I called her and asked her about hockey because she um, tra- is my translator for hockey technical mm-hmm. terminology and rules. But Meredith, could you give us a little bit of a back of like, the actual game and what happened a little bit of if you wouldn't mind sure so first off this is the first ever the women's world championships has been going on since 1990 and this is the first ever gold medal game that didn't feature the united states facing off against canada so this is history in the making already and then you had finland in order to get to this game and this is on home ice in finland by the way which is Another we'll get to we'll get to the home ice in a second. Anyway, <laughs> so home on home ice in Finland in Espo, and the Finns took out the Canadians to make it to the gold medal game, which a lot of people were saying was an upset. It's not an upset. It's the result of a lot of hard work and some really really solid um, investment and um, just really belief in that team. 
um, on all sides. But anyway, so yeah, the um, I completely lost my train of thought. It wasn't yes, an accident, and that's duly an noted and accepted <laughs> as a Canadian women's fan. I'm sorry. No, no, it's true. It's it's the hustle, and I respect that. It's absolutely it's absolutely the hustle. But anyway, so Finland came into this game with the home the home side really really on their side. You know, you talk a lot about crowd energy in any sport, and that was just that was huge. And the fact that it was such a closely played game. And it went to overtime was just bananas. People were sort of expecting maybe the U.S. is going to take this, you know, like a 5-0, a 5-0 shutout victory. But Finland put up an entire fight the whole game <laughs> yeah. through. And it gets, to over- it gets to overtime. And heart rates, absolutely mine included, are through the roof. Nobody's breathing. Everyone's sort of just glued to this, like, oh, my God, oh, my <laughs> God, oh, wild. my God. And then Petra Nieminen, who is 19 years old and a real... I hesitate to say up and comer because she was on the Olympic team and she's been good for so for a long time, even though she's yeah. so young. But definitely a name to look out for. And for she's a captain. Fans. She's a captain, That's isn't she? She may have had an A on her sweater. Okay. I have to look. It wouldn't surprise okay. me. But Pedro Nieminen scores and the entire nation just goes ballistic. You know, the gloves mm-hmm. are on the ice, the equipment's being thrown, the celebrations are in full form, and then the goal gets called back. And it's just dead silence and just hearts everywhere. Just And the overtime period expired. We go to a shootout. The United States takes the gold on a shootout. And no one can quite understand why this goal was mm-hmm. overturned. Thus the controversy that's been going mm-hmm. on for days now. And, I mean, let's just sort of call it out that Noor, is it Ratti or Ratti? Rate. Rate. Okay. So my pronunciation is off. Is an incredible, okay. incredible goaltender. Like she is just, she's phenomenal and has played. She is one of the best in the totally. world at her position. And no question. just is just really, 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 really incredible. And, and she played out of her mind all game. She had almost which 60 is, saves. Which is like really unbelievable. Like I think it's, and oh, yeah. she also played for um she's a university of minnesota graduate and didn't she play in the c-dub yes. for the chinese team the shenzhen Keras? yeah so she yes. played she had two she had two pro seasons in china first with the uh mm-hmm. kunlun red star and then when they rebranded and um contracted this season the uh i always call them the rays reloaded the shenzhen Keras. Yeah. rays i believe yes. was the so that so she was with the c-dub so she was with the Canadian, the recently yes. defunct Canadian Women's Hockey League, that still hurts to say. So sh- yes. she's undoubtedly played with the best in the world. She is one of the best in the world, Absolutely. and it was really interesting because the shootout. And I, you know, Alex Rigsby is un- also arguably one of the best women's goalies in the world as well. So it was really yeah. incredible. But oh yeah, I just the whole thing was even before people could we could focus on the shootout we were still like we don't understand mm-hmm. why the goal was called back and from what i understand and again i'll just say thank you mm-hmm. to um courtney what ended up happening was there was a goal interference called on rigsby yes this is the, this kicker. Is the kicker but not on rigs the goaltender interference wasn't called on rigsby let me correct you with that the goaltender interference was called on this is where this gets nuts so their claim the the claim was or the thought was that rigsby was interfered with by yenny hiedekoski who is 
Finland's captain and the best defender in the world. Not up for debate, hands down. Either gender, any gender. I could go on. What's about her name her again? Just, just so everybody gets it. Yenny. So how do we spell that? Uh, J-E-N-N-I-H-I-I-R-I-K-O-S-K-I. Yes, you yeah. If you've watched any level of uh, European women's mm-hmm. hockey over the past like decade, mm-hmm. you'll know that name. Um, so the the thought was that Hidakoski had interfered with Rigsby, but then no interference call was made on Hidakoski, and then Rigsby was assessed a penalty for tripping. So yeah, no no goalie <laughs> interference call yet. The goalie yet the goalie has suddenly interfered with this player, and if you watch the tape back. There's no place for Hiatikowski to go. Nieminen's still coming in. It's incidental contact. And then plus, you'd think that if a goalie's been called for tripping, that that would negate the um, the, interfe- the non-called interference penalty. But no. And that's where, that's where Julie Chu was, um, was getting so perplexed. I was like, wait a minute. Don't these, don't these two things cancel each other out? But no. Well, I think that's also technically really interesting because that's what Courtney was explaining to me. And, you know, I consider Dr. Courtney Sito an expert in many things and hockey is definitely one of them. And what she explained to me was that, as Meredith has just recounted, Herakoski was not given a penalty where Alex Rigsby, right. the USA's goalie, was. But when the the reviewer of the mm-hmm. well like uh, the person who is which i'm presuming is a man because only they can make up blunders like this um okay. they he sat and watched it and i will say allegedly a man because i don't know but i just assumed i actually think it was i know we looked okay. this up the the referees and the, and the lines people I, I don't i hate the term linesman there's no lines people i don't know that there's an official like or proper gender neutral officials maybe because I think in soccer we just say officials. officials there now. we go. Yeah, that's yeah. that's better. Yeah, the all the officials in this game were women. I did check. I was okay, curious. but but, but for the video tech to look back, yes. I think well we don't know. Yes, we, we can just just say. But said that Hirokoski could have had time to veer away from Rigsby. Ergo, that's where the interference was, even though. Rigsby was the one given a a, 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 a penalty. So it kind of made, she got the tripping call, which made no sense because it just, it, the whole thing we just explained, it really does make no sense. So if you're sitting here going, I don't understand. Yeah, nobody does. It's really messy and it gets even messier because my colleague over at the Ice Garden, Mike Murphy, um, he wrote a really wonderful in-depth article about this. The IIHF rules say that you can't assess a penalty unless you see it firsthand, which means whoever was doing the video review could not have assessed that penalty. But because the um, the hand went up um, for the penalty on Rigsby just before the goal the goal was scored, that because the penalty had already technically been called, that negated the goal. That's the that's the thought that that was that was his thought and based on what I watched I tend to think he's and his general expert expertise I tend to think he's right but that's again that's your on and it still doesn't mention the fact that Rigsby was called for a thing anyway it's just it's all really really convoluted and the IAHF didn't offer a tremendous amount of explanation other than just pointing to the rule book and saying here so the IAHF 
they do not sort of calculate reality into their like <laughs> practicality and application there of these rules because also, you know, like I was saying, uh, Courtney explained to me that one of the reasons the goal was recalled is because it was judged that Arakoski could have veered away from Rigsby. Um, I don't know if they yeah. realize that these players are on skates moving really, really fast. I don't know if that was taken <laughs> in consideration of this at all. And there's like hmm. a nanosecond, half of a nanosecond. I don't know. I have no expert. I'm just a very eager fan. And although Finland completely triumphed over Canada. I was a hundred percent rooting for this team. And it's, and I'm glad Meredith that you've given us sort of a context that this isn't an underdog team. This is a team that's really been working up the ranks. Can you give us a little bit of a history? Like how did they do the last worlds? The last worlds, they won bronze. That was in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan in 2017, because there's no world championships in an right. Olympic year. That was, um, it was not their first appearance in the bronze, in the, bronze medal match they have something like i want to say 12 in 30 years like they're a pretty consistent contender for bronze at worlds um and the coach that they've had since the um the start of the last quad is a man named posse Mosdanen, and he has done some really great things with this program and part of the reason that they've seen success in his tenure is due to the um the changes that he's implemented and how consistent that they've um they've stuck to those changes and to those, um, those new ways of going about um, training and relationships among the team. That's incredible. So we've seen a lot of positive changes and seen, and especially since. And investment. I cannot, I, you have to mention investment. That's one of the, another reason that they've been able to be successful. I'm so sorry for interrupting you is, but the, um, the finish for the Finnish Federation has also been putting more money into this team. And that also shows. You can in interrupt me. Do. You can interrupt me anytime if you talk about investment <laughs> in women's hockey. So, what have they done? Like, what specifically have they done? Is it just in terms of training equipment? Do the women have to have like? Are they given proper stipends? Not stipends, but salaries. Like, what's the breakdown of that? They can't. They can't live on hockey alone, um, okay. unfortunately. And there's a. There's sort of. There's a decent age range in the Finnish team, which is one of the another reason that they're. Um, they're unique as you have the um, the oldest player at Worlds uh, was Rika Salinen. She is 45 years old. <laughs> she's she's amazing. She's amazing. And then you also have, like I mentioned, Petra Niemina, and you also had a a couple of the a couple of the youngsters who just won um, bronze at the U18 Worlds this past um, this past spring. So you've got a huge age range of these players, and so that means that there's a bigger range of places where they play. You get some that are in the NCAA. Mm -hmm. You get some that are playing the Finnish Women's League. You get a fair, you get a handful that are playing over in um, the Swedish women's league. Right. So the um, exactly how much of their living they're able to make off hockey will will vary from player to player, but they did they did get a bonus from the Finnish Olympic Committee because they won bronze at um, the last Olympics, and they also an investment in their coaching. Like um, Mustonen was a full time head coach last Olympic year. Like that was the only job he had. Mm -hmm which is unusual. That was the first time that the Finnish program has done that for the women. So he was able to fully focus on um, getting his team on the podium in Pyeongchang, which they did. Mm -hmm. And um, they're, going, they're going to continue to get um, more money as this program keeps getting better and keeps, they, they're seeing the results. They're seeing the fruits of their investment, which is huge. Yeah. Take note other 
hockey federations around the world. Guess what happens when you invest in your women athletes? It's remarkable so, how that works, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's staggering. Um, so the Finnish women did get bronze in Pyeongchang. They got yes. bronze this year. What are your forecasts for this team, Meredith? I think they're on the up and up. It's what people have been saying about them for um, quite a few years. Uh, Hillary Knight actually did a Reddit AMA some time ago. Uh, one of my Another one of my colleagues at the Ice Garden pulled this, just dropped this into our Slack chat. And they asked her, who do you think is going to be the team to challenge the U.S. or Canada? And she said Finland. Um, they've got a lot of really good talent coming up through the pipeline. I mentioned they just won bronze at the U18s. Um, that was the first time that they've won, bron- they've won a medal in the history of the women's U18s. You've got some really good forwards coming up um, who you're going to see a lot of. The defense is coming up strong. And also, like Nordic goaltending, I don't know what they do over there, what in the training programs they do, but <laughs> they can they consistently produce incredible goaltenders. Right. Um, but I think so long as the Federation continues investing and continues, you know, putting their money where their mouth is, I think really good things are going to happen for this team. And I think the Finnish Women's League is at a different was at a much different point in its development than the CWHL was. God, I hate putting that in past tense. Or even the NWHL is. Mm-hmm. And definitely different from where the Swedish Women's League is. But as long as that starts getting that that league needs much more attention and investment. But if they can start getting more of that and, you know, alleviate the burden that the players um, have to take on financially, then it's only going to benefit the national team pipeline because they can monitor the development at home, keep these players, you know, in Finland as opposed to going to Sweden. And it's only going to help the national team in the long run. That's amazing. Um, I'm so excited to hear that, particularly when sometimes the rhetoric is, oh, hockey's only good in U.S. and Canada. No, that's, that's not true. So wrong. It's not so true at all. Wrong. And, you know, I think even with we've heard the recent news that Hungary will now be promoted to play. Like there's development in the world. And I think there is. there's a way of, that's a way of minimizing the importance. I mean, so what can we do to heal our hearts, Meredith, over this unfair, this injustice? What, what do we do? Because for me, and I mentioned this to you in our pre-chat, this mm. particular event is tantamount for me and the way that Canada was robbed of glory in the 2012 <laughs> Olympics on the pitch. I'll never get over that. So this is, this is a big one. What can we do? It is. I think the biggest thing is to, it starts with paying attention. Like, read about these players, learn where they play, um, follow the, you know, follow their careers, even if it's just, you know, following, following a player on like Instagram or on Twitter and like learning more about them, put that emotional investment in because it may not be, it may not be possible to put an actual like dollar investment in if you're, you know, like me in the Midwest and it's more difficult to just like get some merch of your favorite team or something, but definitely put that emotional energy in, learn more about them, broaden your horizons and see where it takes you. I think that's where the healing starts is just learn why they were even able to get as far as they got and learn why it wasn't a fluke. I think that's really important. Don't just view it as a flash in the pan. View it as this is both a culmination and a beginning and start there. That's beautiful. And on that note, thank you very much. And you know, thank you. much respect to you for being the oh, absolute you. expert in this. And everybody, you can find... Meredith, uh, she's writer and copy editor at the Ice Garden, one of the, like, in my opinion, the most important publication 
along with the Victory Press, because I love you both very much. They're wonderful. That's very kind of you to that's very kind of you to say. We appreciate and, it. And you know, get your information there because they work hard. The amount of commitment is incredible. And thank you so much for being on Burn It All Down to talk about this and explain this. Anytime. Anytime. And I saw-